Hello. You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast on basketball and other shenanigans. Danny Green, I'm mad at Danny Green. I just want to thank everybody that's been in my corner during this time. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, man. I'm the clamp guy. I am the Giannis Antetokounmpo Whoa. of Lion Center. Eddie Sun. Probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> we don't got that clutch connection. And Julio Martinez. On uh, Giannis and the Bucks, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Please clap. It comes from at underscore underscore uh, KLU2 on Twitter. Bro, the fact that you knew there were two underscores before the to at underscore underscore KLU. He knows your that, Twitter. That means I'm tweeting it too much. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball. All right, let's start in the East. Second round, one seed, four seed, Heat 76ers. Let's go. See, you hype, but I feel like the Heat might look he washed their ass, bro. Let's go. No, no, no. I'm not excited about the series. I I want Jimmy Butler to fucking punk Embiid and and James Harden. I want him to punk him. I'd be the most entertained fan. Yeah, why? I I feel like we've exposed Jimmy Butler as like a fake tough guy now. Yo, like, like his, his stick is up. Like, how so? No one's buying it anymore. How, how, why you? Why you figure? Yo, what? he was right about Minnesota and, well, no, and no, about no, Cat. No, Eddie, how you figure? Deadass, I don't know. Wait, what? How do you figure? Do you like, figure? Oh, why do you come to that conclusion? Oh. I mean, like, there was a whole thing with Marquise Morris and Jokic, and you know, like he's he's throwing hands from the bench from the sidelines. Like, this whole, like, I get up at 3 a.m. to do eight-hour workouts, you know, it's like, okay. Like, you know, like, what are you really doing it for? Like, I'm not questioning that he's actually a tough guy, but, you know. I mean, how I, much I don't think like, that's, like, his M.O., though. I, when I think about, like, Jimmy Butler's toughness, I don't think about it in the sense, like, he's finna go throw hands with somebody. I think it's more in the sense, like, you go to war with me, I'm gonna win the mental battle nine out of ten times. When I think Jimmy Butler— I, just, I, don't, I don't know if I buy that, because— a, like, look, last year you got swept and you okay. shot like 20% from the By field. By the champion? By the eventual champions? I, I, I was saying... I, yeah. I, 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 I mentioned this last episode, like, I mean, we kind of all... We, we all picked the Bucks to, to beat the Heat, and the Heat kind of felt like... I don't know, it just, it just felt like it, it, it was going to be a sweep or, or a five-game series. Like, that. that's just how it was. This year they come in different, though. And you, you could just see it from the energy. You could see it from 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 everything. Tyler Hero playing better. The whole team kind of a little bit more galvanized. They got Kyle you, Lowry. Shit. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Is he going to be healthy for this series? Maybe not. He's, his hamstring. Yeah. But I mean, even so, even still, I mean, I, I just I, I really just want Jimmy Butler to go ham in this series. And just stick him on James Harden and make this his life miserable. This is kind of a revenge tour for him. Make his life miserable. Because he, he was a former 76er. I don't know I if mean, that's isn't something. revenge if you have greener pastures in Miami? I mean, he would have stayed. I'm pretty sure he was finna stay in Philly if they would have, like... I mean, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, can you say you're getting revenge on someone if you ended up in a better situation than where Man, you were? I would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, imagine you didn't want me, but you know I'm doing better with the team. It's now. not even like it's not even like they didn't want him, but I, I it didn't seem like just listening to him talk on the JJ Reddick podcast, like that was never like a conducive situation to him thriving. You know what I mean? 
when it seemed like he might have been promised otherwise. Like that was almost like, like he, a he he would have been mad about Ben Simmons and Embiid, probably just Ben Simmons the whole time instead right. of you know. Let's talk about the let's talk, let, let, let's talk about matchups. Let's talk about matchups. Okay. Who, who, like, if you're the Heat, who, who are you putting on, you know, each indi- indi- individual player? I'm putting Damn Jimmy on Harden just to set the tone. Just to just fucking, set the tone. Right, yeah. right, okay. Set, set the tone. On Tyrese Maxey? Um, if I don't have Lowry. I might have to put, see, that. that's what made me almost change my mind there. I might have to put Jimmy on him. Because James Harden, I might have to bet that James Harden going to be visiting nightclubs in Miami and just being playing lazy as fuck, right? And how he's been playing. Who's, you my, know. who's my five if I'm the Heat? I got Jimmy. I got, if it's not Kyle, who is it? Matt, Max, Gabe, Max Gabe, Struess? Or Gabe, Gabe, yeah, Gabe, Gabe Vincent. Um, Max Struess, Max Strauss. Then he's been starting. He's nice. Yeah, he nice. He so shoot. is Gabe Vincent. Yeah, they just, they just find these guys. And then my three is... Duncan Robinson Duncan ain't been starting. He's not starting. Yeah, no, it's not him. It's PJ it's Tucker. Or, or Jimmy. I might, I might have to put PJ Tucker and just bother him with like a lot of size. But, I mean, the thing about nah, Ty- Tyrese Max is just too quick. Blown, he's, he's blown by PJ. Yeah, that's not going to but, go. But my help defense is so good. Kick it out to fucking... Uh, uh, Tobias Harris and, and Matisse Thybul. I fucking dare you, dog. I dare you. I dare you. I mean, the thing is, it just doesn't feel like the 76ers have enough offensive versatility to overcome the fact that Bam Adebayo is about to give Joel Embiid one of the, if not the toughest series of his life. You know what I mean? Like, that's on top of the fact that he has, he's dealing with the injury. Bam Adebayo is one of this league's premier defenders. I, you see, I agree, okay, see, I, but but here's the thing: like with the Draymond and Jokic stuff, like Draymond, like he played his ass off like defensively against Jokic, but it comes to a certain point, like bro, like Jokic, come on, bro. Like, I mean, the difference he, there being that Jokic is taller, stronger, and he can. That's get what I'm saying. Dip. Joel Embiid is taller and stronger than Bam. But Bam's going to dominate. We, we, we know the difference between a guy like Jokic and a guy like Embiid in that I feel like Bam is going to force Embiid into a lot more difficult shots than he would. You Then at least us as the audience would like him to take. If I'm the 76ers, I want to see Joel Embiid eat on the interior. Now, the thing about Bam is that Bam does have a tent, not as bad as your guy. Fucking Jaron Jackson Jr. Bring, see, that's why I that like, he frustrates me so much. But Bam does have a tendency to get a little bit into foul trouble. No, I will say that. that that's that's that would pose to be an issue against guys Enjoy, like Harden and yeah, and, and, and B. Um, Eddie, what what are your thoughts on this series? Okay, so first of all, who um who are the best? Like listing all the players out, who are the best two players in the series? And beat and Jimmy opinion. Butler. And beat and Jimmy Butler. Not Harden. Not right not now. Not the Harden that I've seen. Not, not that yeah. we've yeah. seen. So far. Because if you ask me, everyone's talking about you know James Harden's decline in the last couple of years. Has has Jimmy Butler not declined? Uh, not in this playoffs. Really? Like, has, did he do anything special? He, uh, dropped, like, he dropped forty. He dropped forty like twice, or like a forty twice? piece and a thirty nine. Yeah, no, piece. Jimmy's been hooping. I'm, I mean, just as a player. You know, like seeing him throughout the right last couple seasons. J- like, J- Jimmy, oh, okay, the last year, Jimmy, like last... We, we, we like Jimmy is a team player, but when it's time to go, like he, we, we've seen it, we saw it in the bubble, and we're seeing it now. Like 
He's this is like bubble win. Jimmy right he's now. He's always went when it was time to go. And I, I, like, I mean, I have. I mean, I'm saying like maybe betting against Jimmy is not a good idea, but I don't think he's quite the same player he was two years ago. And obviously, James Harden isn't either. Like I, I still like I still think Embiid and Harden are the two best players in the series. Jimmy like, right now is like ninety percent of bubble Jimmy or ninety five, and James Harden's like about sixty percent. I mean, like, <laughs> even then, like like. <laughs> If we're looking at it relative to what their their role means to the entire function of an offense, like James mm. Harden's decline you go, means a lot more yes. than Jimmy Butler if we're going under the premise that he has Boom. decline, which I'm not sure he has that much. Boom. But like James Harden, you need him to be the engine behind your offense. It's a great point. You don't need Jimmy to do that. No, you don't. You need a 35 piece for Jimmy every now and then. Facts. I mean, depending on how solid Philly is, you, you do though, right? Because where else do you get offense from if you're Miami? You need one of your the shooters fucking to have I mean, three point shots, offense. bro. Like, they play like, team offense. They, they literally they don't, they don't oh, do but, heliocentric iso ball. But what happens if you shut that faucet off? You just you just unlock. But they don't, the really. <laughs> you, they don't have the facilities, mate. They don't have the facilities. You I don't know you if you I don't know if I don't know if that if that can be done that easily. Max bro. is not that great of a defender. Bro, like you, you um, imagine, imagine one game Duncan Robinson is on. The next game, Max Strauss, Strauss whatever his name is, is on. Then the next game, like, then the next game, play, Tyler Hero is on. And then the next the, game, maybe the Bam has a good game. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing with guys that shoot for me, like only shoot, right? Like three point specialists. If you're locked in as a defense, you can shut them off. Right, it's like but if you're they just don't, locked in. When we think about the 76ers defense, do we think about them in the Celtics light, where it's like, damn, they're just moving well, you don't like have a to be unit? Like that. You just have to be solid. They have like, two good defenders on the court. Screens. You have Maxi and Danny Green who are elite at chasing people. Around. Danny Green's not right, elite like, at nothing no more. We're, we're not gonna lie. He, he, he can still do like he, he can still do that. Job. No, we we we're not going. We're not going to do the thing where like somebody used to be three and D and they not. That good no more like Danny Green. All right, so, so we we talked about Miami on the 76ers. Who you put in? Okay, no, I still want to talk about matchups because that's Bam, why. That's why. Even though, even though Bam is you know defensive player of the year material, you know like I feel like his defensive strengths are more as a really rangy perimeter defender and a really good team help defender. But if you're telling me he's going up against a guy who has you know like three inches and. 50 pounds on him it's not like Bam's the most physical player physical defender in the world right and it's like him as a one-on-one matchup I mean I don't think anyone's suggesting you put anyone one-on-one against Embiid though I I think you're more I think Embiid can you know like depending on the injury or whatever I think he can give him problems that like you'll need you'll need a you know like a, a good amount of help on him but what I'm saying is like Bam's like your point of attack defender when you have like you're employing the same strategies that other teams have where you have the help defense. But now it's not like you have. I mean, shit. Who they play last round? Fucking. Who's the center for the Precious Achua? Like it's yeah. it's not like it's Precious Achua or Chris Boucher. Oh, that you can no. just throw around. You know what I mean? That's Bam Adebayo. Like him plus a help defender. That's not. Who, Easy to who are you putting overcome. on Kyle Lowry, assuming he comes back? Probably. If he comes back, I'd probably put Maxi on him. And who are you putting uh, on Jimmy? Matisse. 
Danny Green. I, I've started Danny Green before Matisse. For Who sure. are you putting Matisse on? Matisse off the bench. He, he's saying Matisse is like if he's not if he's if he looked like how he looked in um, Game Five, he's not getting any minutes. Yeah, if we're taking Matisse out of the equation here, I have no faith in that 76ers defense to collectively stop what Miami's been producing. It's too, it's too like, it's too like war. Uh, uh, they're they're not as good as the Warriors. But they have at, more players movement, involved than two or three at a time. So where where does Miami go for points? Because in the playoffs, fucking shooting and see, but like we've been bro. here before, though, Eddie. Like we we we've been saying this for years. Like well, you've been saying this for years about Miami. Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 did it in the bubble, and then they played the Lakers, who said we're going to shut the faucet off on shooting. And Jimmy Butler, go you know like go go get your game. We had Alex can, Caruso, and KCP, and even Braun was was defending. And it's like you have Maxi, you have Danny Green, you have. Ma- Bible, why, why are we sitting here acting like Maxi's just this elite defender? I'm sorry, like we, 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 we can we, be I'm fast and quick. I'm saying all you have to do is. Be physical and chase people around screens, and that's and that's what Maxi does. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like we're kind of underselling how difficult it is to stop Miami. You got a different TV in Ireland, Mike. I did. Sh- did you just go like Australian Irish? I know. I tried. You said good night, Mike. Strip on the bottom. I think Miami had like the twentieth ranked half court offense in the league this season, bro. I'm telling you, this is the same shit that it I was is. telling y'all. I did. I this is the same ago. shit. I, I said this two years ago. Bro, this is the but same look. shit. Bro, the Bucks have the best offense in the league. They have the best defense in the league. Miami is mid in every fucking sti- right, okay. you, statistical you category. Again. It's the same shit. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So so what's your prediction? What, what happens this series? Miami taking it. In how many games? Six. I got Miami in six too. I'll give Joel two. Okay, because he, so here's a proposition for me. If you're asking me who has more outlets to score the ball, I think Philly has more options to score. The I ball mean, they should, because, right? Because like not not even the whole Harden and beat thing. Because I trust that Maxi can flash when you know he's given advantage creation. Right. I trust that like Tobias Harris, like I know oh, Tobias no. Harris. Oh, you can't he, trust he was he was he oh. was a solid role player in that first round series, right? So if you ask him, look, make your shots Hell when no. you get them. If someone closes out on you, drive and make a quick you decision. See, That's what he was doing he, his first round. And he, I think he can do that this round. Here here's my thing when I when I talk about uh players who are not star level uh, uh superstar players they're more comfortable when they have roles and systems to help them and specific assignments to do on the offensive end where they don't have to just stand there and when the ball comes their way, make a decision and create. That's the thing about the Warriors. I'll give it up to you. And also about the Heat. They move too damn much to where, like, they just know, they, they have assignments and rules that their coaches fucking place on them. And they just know what to do, and they and you, you know that that's that's how you make role players more comfortable. When you take mid players like the 76ers have, and I know that we like to think that you know James Harden is that you know that second star level play, player on that team, but he ain't been playing like it. So everybody else, it seems like they just stand around. Like Tobias Harris, he gets the ball in the perimeter sometimes, and if he's on, he's on. I, I like to bet that he won't be I on. I ain't seen Tobias on in about 
five years. I ain't gonna lie. Thank you. He was, he was he was on in the first round. That's the thing. What's on for Tobias Harris though? Twenty points. It's easy. He, he's the third or fourth option on that team if you get the ball. And but like, what what's on for? Does on for Tobias Harris means he hits his open shots? Or are we talking like he's actually getting buckets? Like he on? It means it means it means he's Andrew Wiggins. It means you Fuck hit your no, open bro. shots. It means you make quick decisions and they close out on you. And if maybe like once in a while you ask him to make a midi, like literally Andrew Wiggins, and he was doing that first round. I think, and I, and I think because it's no longer Embiid and you know Ben Simmons as a kind of second option. Now it's Embiid, Harden, and Maxi slash Tobias as your like third options A and B. I think he can do it. And then like we, like there's still the other role players that Philly has, right? Like you still have guys like Georgie A who can come off the bench. So it's like you can match role players with what Miami has coming off the bench. They might want to start you know, George Niang. I'm not gonna lie. He, I think he he will be a good weapon because Miami doesn't have the quickness that burns Niang like what he normally has trouble with. Hey, why you hate Miami, bro? It's not hate. I think it's just I, I. It's hard for me to believe in them because. Again, like Kyle Lowry's injury gives me question marks, and I think Kyle Lowry's the guy you go to in a series like this more than Jimmy Butler at this point. Because, like, honestly, Kyle Lowry's pedigree, you know, during those playoffs shows you that he can he can create those sort of buckets as like, you know, a first or second option. And it's like if he's not there as that option, or if he's not fully healthy, then like you're left with Bam as like an underwhelming offensive creator, right? Like he hasn't shown that much, and guys running around. And off screens and shooting three points. Well, and, call, and, and, and Tyler and Tyler Hero maybe if you want him to hijack. Call, the offense. call, call I mean, me. Call Tyler me. Hero call, been, are we going to sit up here and act? Okay, put it this way. You, you trust Tyler Hero? Yes, I trust Tyler Hero about as much as I trust Tyrese Maxey. Which, which I, I trust both of them. Like, like I'm. That's not me. Like trying to knock Tyrese Maxey, but like I think both of them are. Like you're gonna see them play at about the same level this series. So, but isn't Tyler Hero their second option for Miami, and Maxi is Philly's third option? Might be their second. For scoring, I would tell you that Tyrese Maxi is their, their second, second option. He might be their second. Over, over Harden? Yes. James Harden been doing shit, bro. James Harden's been giving you like 17, 11, and 6 every game. Tyrese has been actually averaging, he's been giving you 20 balls. I don't know. I, I mean, like, maybe, at what point do we like stop expecting from Harden things that he's not giving us? I mean, he, he gave you twenty six last night, right? Yeah, but like, that's and that's, that's an anomaly. And that's viewed. Is it not an anomaly? And it's viewed, yeah, and it's viewed as a great game from him. Twenty like great that's, from, a, that's a great fucking great, point. Great game. When from ever him? have we looked at James Harden like, damn, twenty six? Holy 40s. shit! Harden drop went off tonight, bro. Bro's averaging forty at one, at like one it's, season. It's not too long ago, we'd be looking at twenty six like an off night for Harden. He's no longer playing with shit like who's on that team. Austin Tucker but, and, and Eric Gordon. Like, no, no, no. I, I, and I can Eddie. I can I can respect that if that's truly what your team needs. But yes, they need him to run the offense, but they also need him to drop thirty two a night. I think, I think, I mean, maybe not like 30, 40 a night, but I think he's still capable if he just puts his head down. That's, and that's the thing. Does his shit. Let's move on, man. But anyways, well, I didn't even make my prediction. So. Oh, yeah. 
Philly has the personnel for sure. This man finna say he's in six. And yeah. you better not say yeah. he's in six. You're going to hedge your bet. I know what you're doing. No, 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 you're hedging no, no, no. your bet. This, 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 is, this, is, this is what I said about Minnesota, right, in this series. Matchups-wise and personnel, they absolutely... What's your then prediction? Take then take What's them. your prediction, Eddie? Take them. I'm, I'm going to say Philly in six. Damn. Oh. Yeah, no, low key, low key. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this other Eastern Conference matchup. Arguably the best matchup that we're gonna get, I think. Celtics Bucks. But no Chris Middleton is looking like. I I had the Celtics even, you know, before the Chris Middleton uh uh you know injury happened. And now I had them in seven. Now I'm I might you know, take him in six, barring just the freaking Giannis explosion, Giannis uh, uh, finals twenty twenty one esque performance. But other than that, I got I got the Celtics in six. I, I just think they're going to be a little bit too much on, on both ends for them. And the thing about Giannis, which is uh, one of the things that bothered KD, something I brought up last episode is to to Reagan is the dribbling. Yeah. yeah, the dribbling. He's so tall that he I mean it's not anything about like skill and yeah sk- skills have, have something to do with it but there's only so much you can do about being so fucking tall and you know dribbling the ball so high they just they're like they're they're just so Pit low to the ground to and, and they just they're defend just so dogs. well they they get their butts down and, and just they're they like guppies so, to fish food that's how it is that's how it is so I just think they're going to bother him a little bit, and obviously Giannis is, is going to get his off. But I just don't don't think Drew is consistent enough uh, to you know to where he needs to be for the series. Couple and things so, about the Bucks. Celtics and six. Couple things about the Bucks last series. Everybody shot their ass off. Bobby, I mean Bobby Portis is just a good shooter. Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, um, Brooke Lopez, all of them. Shot their ass off. We're talking like 40 plus. I don't know if that's something that you can anticipate in this series. Not just because like, you know, variants and whatnot, but also because the Celtics are going to do a better job closing out and they're longer. Um, No Chris Middleton makes it particularly difficult to match up on the defensive end because that's who you needed for Jason Tatum. And now once you take... Drew Holiday, and you probably put him on Jason Tatum. Now you have a little bit of discomfort, let's call it, in who you put on Jalen Brown and other offensive weapons that they have. I'm just excited to see what Giannis Antetokounmpo does because I'm at the point in terms of, I mean, y'all know Giannis Antetokounmpo used to be my favorite player in the NBA till he just became so damn good that it's like, what do I look like calling the best player in the NBA my favorite player? That's just basic. But, like, I'm excited to see. Like, he's, a, he's almost like at the challenge phase of yeah. his career where it's like, oh, can you can you do this? Well, the challenge. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? It's like it's past, like, the, oh, are you capable of, like, solidifying your name, cementing your name amongst the all-time greats? You've done that, right? Now I just want to see. We're in like sandbox mode. Oh, this Celtics team this, looks damn good. Can you do this one? Obviously, th- this won't be like the biggest series of his life because you know it's obviously the finals that that takes you know the 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 trophy. But this will be his toughest challenge, like basketball wise, of his fu- of his freaking career. I don't and know. I wouldn't say that. You don't think so? I, I think the toughest challenge was like the Heat. 
at least in terms of where he was at that point in time. You know what I mean? Relative to what his basketball ability was. Okay. I don't see much more that the Celtics can throw at him that the Heat couldn't have thrown at him. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, But again, to to that point, it's like one of those things to where, okay, did Giannis just go crazy last year? Or is this just another thing that's going to confirm in my mind that he's just there now where he's that fucking guy? If Giannis gets... Bro... He's that it's over. Right. He's just like at that. Like the, at there's one point, a fat gap he's between just, everybody, him and everybody. He's else. that right. Like so, if this could be this. another thing that adds to the sort of. I don't even want to call it like a mythology yet, because it's, maybe it's not that deep. But like another stamp on the passport of Giannis's travels dominating the NBA. I'll put it that way. That's that's one way to put it. <laughs> What you got for me, Eddie? What do you think what, about the what series? Do you have? Who do you have? I want to hear what okay, you so have. There's, there's advantages that Boston had against Brooklyn that I think they don't have against Milwaukee. Size. That is, like, number one, the, the physicality. I think Milwaukee can match physicality. Yeah. Brook, Brook, Brook and Giannis, yeah. Well, Brook is already that physical. I'm thinking more like... Bobby! Very, very physical, strong player. Bobby, I think Wesley Matthews is a guy who's not afraid to get physical. You know, so it's like... You can't you can't really like out like out tough Milwaukee, especially given now that they won a championship. They're not scared of that anymore. I think um, size is another one, right? Like we're talking about Celtics. If there's one weakness they have on defense, maybe it's at their lack of size, right? On the interior, Brooklyn didn't have anyone to match that size. Well, Milwaukee, you have two seven footers and one guy who's like literally the most gravitational rim guy, right? In, in the history of the NBA, maybe. Um, so I feel like those are things that present challenges for um, Boston. And then on the other side, Milwaukee, they give up a ton of threes on defense. Like they always have, right? They give up a ton of threes, but they shut off the paint. And part of me makes me really wonder about that because Boston wasn't that great at shooting the ball this season. Yeah, they don't have like, They went crazy last season. series, though. They went yeah, crazy. Yeah, so everyone's... Everyone's percentages were down except Grant Williams. Like Tatum was, I think, at like thirty-three. Jalen Brown at like thirty-five. Not, not like the guys that like. I'm talking about like your spot-up shooters. They were going crazy last series. True, and I mean even like Marcus Smart during the year, like we talked about, it, he was shooting like twenty-something percent. Um, Boston's offense seems like an offense to me that requires like rim penetration and then oh, yeah. kicking out to shooters. Right, and I'm saying if Milwaukee can shut off that those drives, which is what they do, can their shooters get their shot? Which, off. which is what they do with Chris Middleton, their I guess second best but, perimeter defender. But the thing is, they can do that with Wesley Matthews. Like, I mean, I'm Pat Connaughton. Why is everybody like good. Wesley Matthews now? I don't know. But like I, I would, liked him, I liked him last year. No, you didn't. You I would, I would say that Pat Connaughton is the better perimeter defender between him and Wesley Matthews. I'm not gonna lie. No, that's that's crazy. Pat Connaughton can actually slide. I'm not like Wesley Matthews. I, I know, mean, I know. We put like Wesley those. Matthews in the three and D. Jay Crowder, Trevor Ariza. You know, we're just gonna throw Wesley Matthews in there because it's Wesley Matthews and he's played on. Pat Connaughton is a better defender than Wesley Matthews at this stage. Everybody's telling me Wesley Matthews so horrible last year, and he was horrible. I watched a bunch of the games. He was fucking horrible. I watched the games. <laughs> he was shit. He was trash. <laughs> he bro. was trash. I watched the games. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll say it like this. I think Milwaukee <clears throat> gives up a lot of threes, but when Boston's threes aren't in rhythm, they don't have like a ton of shooting firepower, I think. 
But obviously, right, in a series, the variance, you never know. Like, Grant Williams can shoot 70%. Peyton Pritchard can shoot 60% for all we Pritchy. know. Um, on the like On the other side... Boston doesn't give up a lot of shots at the rim either, and they have a great perimeter defense. But Giannis isn't like any other player on any other team in the league, right? So right. can they stop him even if they throw the ball or they throw three bodies? See, but that, that's the thing. It's not like we, or when I say we, I, I don't know why I said we. Why I say we? Who's we? The Celtics. Oh, whoa. I don't know why I whoa, just said whoa, that. Whoa, hey, uh, maybe I'm not even rooting for them. I don't even know why I said we. Just, but, just, uh, the Kobe came out in you, bro. It's Jason yeah, Tatum. No, I know. Um, so it, it's not even that the Boston Celtics have a great perimeter defense, but they got a great perimeter defense plus a bunch of dudes on the back end that can protect the rim. Or when no, I say a bunch of dudes, is, they have an elite dude is, that can protect the, the rim. The Suns, think it's about not the one Suns or the, the other. Last year. They had that. They, they they built their team in the same sort of way. DeAndre Ayton, no, no, no Robert Williams. That's facts. DeAndre Ayton, now Robert true. Williams. That's true. But just in terms of like how they constructed the team. What I mean, like let, let's let's like. be real. If we look at like the the Suns as a whole, don't have the facilities that the Celtics have. The Celtics have like Devin Booker, stronger, nice, but no, str- stronger, longer, faster More defenders. Athletic, like all of that. But I'm just saying that. For the whole year last year, Philly was, or not Philly, um, Phoenix was a really solid defensive team, and then they met Giannis and they couldn't throw anything against him. But but there's a difference between being a solid defensive team and being literally one of the best defenses that this league has ever seen. Like by the metrics, that would say that this Celtics team has been. I think all this is to say that Giannis, I think, is right, maybe the best player in the world right now. And if he has one of those series where he's like, look, I'm the best player in the world. Here's a 50-piece. Here's a 55-piece, whatever. Right? Like, I think Milwaukee definitely has, like, a really good chance to win. But no Chris Middleton, I think, hurts a lot, especially as a guy Down the I need y'all to pick. Celtics, her whole career, or his whole career. So I think it's a seven-game series regardless. I think because of that, I'm going to say Boston in seven. And the home field advantage will really matter at the end. What you think, Julio? Or you I said Boston six. Boston six. Boston seven. I'm I'm okay. I guess I'll be the 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 Giannis guy. I'll take Bucks in seven. Well, what do you really feel? Yeah, what do you really feel? No, no, I I think that Giannis has earned the benefit of the doubt from us, for me at least. That no matter what you throw at him, like if I'm this putting, was LeBron, you choose LeBron. Like prime. Yeah, LeBron. like I'm putting my eggs in that basket until the that's, wheels fall. That, yeah, that's completely. I think that's completely fair. Yeah, Bucks and seven. Um, Next one. Let's see. We're out west now. Let's save. Let, 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 let's save the other one for the last. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the Suns versus the Mavericks. Oh man, the the Suns. You know, they they were my uh, championship pick going into the playoffs. You, you know, when they look vulnerable. We, yeah, I'm not when we when we're doing all the predictions. They don't look as good as... as uh, like, it takes some, like, weird-ass games for them to win. Like, it takes Chris yeah. Paul going 14 of 14. You know 14 what I mean? 14 of 14 and, and look, some bad I, calls. We, should, we shouldn't be surprised, though, because I during know. the regular season, they're... If they, okay, if the games... And I, I know this is a terrible hypothetical, but if games ended after three quarters, 
they would have been like the five seed in the West or the six seed. But see that that that's kind of beneficial in the playoffs because they're the one of the best crunch time teams in the league or the best. But that's the question. It's like, do you bet on like the late game heroics, which is what happened a lot in the first round, or do you bet that maybe like their game plan is so predicated on great execution? I might up for a lack of firepower. I might bet on the, the late game. I might bet on, on the late game heroics, especially if I know the the team that I'm playing against is so, you know, one guy centric and predictable offense. Helio, Helio centric. Helio centric. We're gonna put you onto the uh, like an NBA Twitter <laughs> vernacular, bro. <Helio>. So, <laughs> so um, I and I want, bro. Don't even get me wrong. I want to choose Luca. I want to choose Lucas so bad, and, and I am, uh, you, you know, I am inching towards that way, especially after watching uh, this stupid ass team play play against the Pelicans. Um, and where I think uh, Lucas really going to frustrate them is, I, I just think he's going to get a bunch of dudes in foul trouble. Now, are are the refs going to have maybe something against him because he's such a freaking complainer? Maybe, and and he may not get those calls, but. I may have, and I really do feel this way now, I may have just overestimated how good they were defensively on the, the wings. Suns. Yeah, the Suns. And so, Jay Crowder is obviously a dude that can bother some people, and obviously McCall Bridges and uh, uh, Cam uh, Johnson. Johnson. But Luke is just that guy. And I, I just think um, the, the two games, two, three games that he had against the Jazz were his tune-up games, and he's about to explode mm. on the Suns. And no so. Freaky. It's all. I kind of envisioned this series, kind of how the the Mavericks Clippers series were, mm-hmm. where it's how are you going to let this one guy beat you? But I might, I might just choose Luca. I still haven't made my decision yet. To me, it's like the Suns definitely showed a lot of vulnerability this a past lot. series, but to me, when you weigh the Suns versus the Mavericks, there's a clear better team here, and that would be the Suns. I like what I saw from Jalen Brunson, but I'm not sure they figure out how to make Jalen Brunson at his best and Luka at his best mesh. So it doesn't matter as much that Jalen Brunson capable of dropping a 40-piece if he's not able to be that good, not necessarily dropping 40 points, but be that effective while Luka Doncic is also being as effective as he can be. Um, Here's my thing about Jalen Brunson, though. What's your thing? I love that dude. Why? Because he seems so, and I said this last episode, he's like the prototypical best version of what a Villanova point guard could be. Mm-hmm. Just a calm presence. I can go get my bucket when I want to, but I'm only going to hit my, op- I'm always going to hit my open shots. And I'm so smart in decision making, passing in the paint, always getting on uh, on uh, two, two feet. feet in the paint and just good footwork, elite decision making, and just always poised. Which is why I don't think CP can can fucking bug him, can can play with him, mm. and uh, that that's going to be so important in, in this series. Is too. that who you match up? You put Jalen Brunson on Chris Paul? No, I think they're going to put CP on uh, uh, Jalen Brunson. Oh, not you don't want to do that though. Um, I don't know. How is Jalen Brunson defensively? He's pretty good. I mean, he's a perfect guy. And he's strong, team. right? Right, and he's taller. Like same, he's about the same, same height. Build. I think Jalen Brunson's six one. I'm a, yeah. I might put him on CP. Yeah. What do you think, Eddie? This should be a really fun series, but I actually kind of disagree with Julio here. Where I think Luca will have a tough series, 
because I think between Mikhail and Jay Crowder, they have bodies to throw at him. Yeah. Um, but I think that the other guys on Dallas can kind of make up for it. And, and that's sort of like the X factors because Jalen Brunson, I think, you know, like can Jalen get his game off? Like did when he had a really bad first round, like just look really off rhythm, but I'm like I'm really hoping because I've I've sort of you know been a fan of Dinwiddie all along. Like I hope that he can get it together and be a sort of X factor six man. Because if he can do that and he outplays campaign by a lot, then you know it, it might be interesting. Given like now now I think it's kind of a pretty even matchup. That that goes to an overall discussion of, of the Mavericks moving forward. You know they they brought in Dinwiddie to be that secondary ball handler ball handling guy to to accompany Luca, and now that's no longer you, bro. That's that's Jalen Brunson and three guard lineups are kind of the future. Like all three of them, I, yeah. You know and, and sure, but I might be you know depending on whether or not he has a really good series or you know really good playoff run for the remaining but of the playoffs. I, will, I, I might you know trade you. I will say this about okay. Dallas though that they play really hard and you know like they, they play I'd say they play about as hard as the Suns do on a day-to-day basis during the season especially like by the second half when they really picked it up so I don't think you have like because in the past right the Mavs used to be a team that just scores a bunch of points because Luka cooks but they weren't really like they didn't have that mindset but I think now they have that mindset yeah so a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith I love Dorian Devin Booker you know, you can make it really tough. Um, even like Reggie, like Reggie Bullock, you can make it tough. And then the question is like, can another you Laker shots? <laughs> dude is trash. I'll just say that's a fuck with you at this point, Julio. <laughs> but dude was so trash. I mean, maybe Why was- something about your franchise. I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with my franchise, bro? How, all these dudes are trash until they leave the Lakers. We got all the we know. got all these rings. <laughs> What's wrong? What's the common denominator? I don't know. That's a great question, Eddie. That's a great question. But anyways, yeah, you got Reggie Bullock. <laughs> oh, he, here's the other thing. D Book did, and you know, granted, it was his first game back from from injury. He didn't look like D Book yesterday. No. So. Yeah, but I mean, I take that with a grain of salt. I don't know them hammies, bro. At the end, of, at the end of the day, I, this is something I, I feel like I've been doing for you know this stupid playoff run. My heart is telling me freaking Luca, but my, my mind is telling me, me no. Son, so I'm gonna just do it because fuck it, and I, I I love to see Chris Paul lose, especially at the hands of Luca. I'm gonna take the Mavs in seven. Wow, wow. I'm gonna you change my whole kind of, they're, they're player. Kind of, they're kind of similar players, so it's funny to me that you like one guy's antics and not the other guys. Who Brunson and Chris Paul? No, no, no he's no, saying Luca. No, Luca annoying too uh, on that end. Yeah, like he's like he's a flopper. He's annoying. Like he has all the antics. He don't like Chris I mean, Paul I, more because he actually saw him play Kobe though. <laughs> so, I mean, that's definitely what it's a little more bad. visceral. Anyways, I think I think the Suns are like clearly the better team here. And oh, that Dallas are. doesn't yeah. have enough. Weapons like consistent weapons, so I'll pro- I think Suns and six we'll go six games. Excuse me, I'm with you, Eddie. I'm gonna give Luca my standard 
I think the two other games. team's better, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it's always two games. It's always two games. Always two games. Luca get the two game cushion for me every game. Like the other team's was, better, but you're Luca, so you would get two games. Yeah. Uh, that, that was my initial <laughs> prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna go Suns and six. Suns and six. Yeah, no, I had the same initial prediction. That's how it always is. <laughs> so but let's get to our favorite series on, of the Hoop and Holler. Come on, man! Podcast. You know what time it is? Okay. Yeah, Don't Eddie. You so what? Huh? Take Memphis. Already did. Already did. Yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, Memphis got we got we got to clean up a little bit tonight. We got to clean up around the house a little bit. We got uh, we, we got yeah, that's, that, that's the state of the team right now. You said what? That's the state of the team right, all right now. Let, let me like, let me let, yeah. Let, let me talk about Memphis. Ja, get better. Jaron, stop being stupid. Dylan, stop being stupid. Hey, hey, hey. I don't like the way you're talking to my team right now, Julio. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like the way you, no, you're talking to my team right now. Seriously. Seriously. Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Give some of your heart to Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and, you know, put some of the. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, Desmond Bain, please keep doing what you're doing. Everybody else, improve, please. Cause y'all are fucking killing it, bro. Y'all killing the 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 chance for the team. Jaron Jackson, bro. I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but it's getting to that point where, bro. And, and I'm not trying to compare you to AD or anything, but it's getting to that point where, bro, you can be doing so much better, but you're just so frustrating because you make stupid ass decisions. Your skill level is not where it should be, and I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I have not seen Jaron Jackson hit a post hook in a. It feels like a while. It feels like one of those like when's the last time Danny Green hit a three? I have not seen like, <laughs> Jaron Jackson hit a post hook in a good minute, bro. At least it feels like that. And I, I do, I, I do expect more from him because I know he's capable of better. Um, it's almost like you're getting a lot of the worst of Jaron Jackson: the foul trouble, the missed shots, the Draymond poor decision is making. Fuck with him, bro. Um, oh my god. But I, I know it's in there. I know it's in there. Like, I don't need you to shoot 40% the entire series. Um, like, you know, you shot 40% that one year. You know what I mean? Give me... Here's what I need. Here's what I need from my role players right now. Jaron, play solid and give me one game where you are the reason we win. Dylan? He's a role player. Thank you. Right? I mean, I guess in the mode of like a, you know, you're not the superstar. The Eddie, team. would you agree he's a role player? I mean, you know, I think he's like a he's role like player. a super role player. Like if, if that's uh, what you know what I mean. Like I feel like if you're a defensive player of the year uh, caliber, then you're a super role player. Like if, if we're saying like like Eddie like Rudy a, Gobert like role a, player, okay, okay, right? You know, if, if we're calling that a role player, like DeAndre okay. Jordan Clippers okay. role player, like continue. Um, Dylan, stop being stupid. Yeah, and just defend. Like, just, like, just like, chase Steph, I, I and literally that's it. And it's like with, with Dylan, it's almost like you take the good with the bad at times because he's gonna get his twenty shots. Right? I don't like you got you got to be like we we can't we we can burn those twenty on the Timberwolves. We can't burn them twenty. We can't burn them twenty on the the, the Warriors. We because they gonna hit a lot of threes. We can't we can't burn them twenty. So I need you to dial it back, and I need you to hit your open ones, bro. Like you, the open threes, like those, they, those feel so hard to come by with him. Sometimes just gets frustrating because I know he can shoot. Um, De- like you said, Desmond's been playing his ass off, but between Desmond and BC. Dylan, oh. I need them two to hound their ass off the entire. However long the series goes, 
They need to be fighting through those motherfucking screens. They need to be touching Steph. They need to be touching Clay. They need to be touching Jordan Poole. They need to be making them as uncomfortable as humanly possible for as long as they're on the court. Yeah. That's what we need first and foremost from both of those dudes. The X factor of this series on when I say our team, I mean Memphis because that's who I'm rooting for. And that's ultimately, um, spoiler alert, that's my pick, is going to be Tyus Jones. Obviously, you think so. Obviously, um, the Memphis Grizzlies, what they need, I've been advocating for this. Obviously, you know, you, you love B.I., you want them to go after B.I., <clears throat> but a dude like Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, where they can go get their own bucket, right? And that's something that Memphis struggles with. I love Jaw almost more than anybody in, in this league, but you don't really have a step back midi, you know, coming off screens. It's mostly floaters attacking the basket. And that's one thing you have to clean up. You can't just jump in the fucking air and expect that, you know, you're going to finish or, or, you know, pass it out to somebody. You got to be way smarter, especially against this team. Uh, so Tyus Jones is a dude who can score the ball from three off the dribble, you know, in the pick and roll in the mid range. And so that's a dude who, who I feel like a bunch of their scoring punch is going to have to come from because everybody else, Dylan, especially a uh, super hit and miss Desmond Bain is just going to have to stay how he is. Just like I said, solid. And um, the thing about this series, which I think is going to be a lot different than from the previous series is that, I mean, we talked about it. Eddie mentioned it. Uh, I, I, you know, I kind of referenced it. They was feeling themselves walking into the playoffs because they, you know, some expectations were on them and they were, they played it freaking amazingly throughout the season and they were overwhelmingly the favorites. How about now? They're the fucking underdogs. So they're going to be a little bit more hungry. And I feel like that in a, in a weird sense is their, you know, kind of comfortable space where, where they operate their best. And so I, I think they're going to play, be playing a lot better. Talk to me about your Warriors, Eddie. How are you feeling about them heading into the series? Okay, well, first note, how weird would it be if Minnesota... Shut up, 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 shut up. That's not happening. We're cleaning it up tonight. It's over tonight. It's over tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay, second note, I need my flowers on the Minnesota prediction because... Because it won six games instead of... Because I was right. Minnesota does do a lot of things that gave Memphis trouble, like I thought. Um, and and Memphis in a lot of ways looked like not ready for the moment. But I'm not I'm not buying that. I think once they close out this game, once they go into the second round, you know it's a different team. Like they win a playoff series. I don't think they're gonna you know look like they kind of shit the bed every night like they have this series. Um, and then also I think it's important to note that a lot of the things that Memphis or sorry not Memphis, Minnesota has that troubles Memphis is not stuff the Warriors have like. Uh, Minnesota has a bunch of dudes that have like size, athleticism, and you know, like really good dribble drive moves. Um, the Warriors don't really have that, right? Mm. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about like I think about like you know, like Anthony Edwards and Cat. Like those are guys that can get Jaren in foul trouble because that's you know ahead of Steam going downhill. Or that's like a bunch of size to deal with. I think Jaron, you don't have to worry about the foul trouble as much. Andrew Wiggins. Unless you, unless you, I, mean, I yeah, dare them. I dare him. I'm putting Ja on Andrew Wiggins. I'm not going to lie. I might have to do that. Yeah. I might have to do that. I'd bait the fuck out of Andrew Wiggins. Come come get your buckets, bro. You the number one overall pick. All-star starter. And, th- and this is the Go thing off, about King. This is the, this is the thing about the Warriors. Like, 
I watch. I I think I yeah. I I mentioned this to Reagan not too long ago. Um, I mean, you look at every other team, and it's just so fucking stagnant. And the Warriors is like the direct opposite them in the Heat, but especially the Warriors, they just move so much. Please give the ball to Andrew Wiggins. Stop that movement, and please go get a bucket, bro. I and even when you're making them, that that's that's good. See, news. but the thing is that's that like news. the Warriors, like Steph and Clay and Draymond, got frustrated when KD was doing that shit. Ain't no way they gonna let Andrew. They like Andre, get in, go go <laughs> go in there. Juan Toscano, go in there. I think you need an aggressive Wiggins this series. I don't think you need a shot hunting Andrew Wiggins. Um, he has to be willing I, to as the as the shots come, be willing to take them for sure. But that's just yeah, the nature no, of basketball. That, that's all you need. But I do want to highlight Memphis's strengths, and I've talked about this before. I think they guard the Warriors better than any team in yep. the league. Yep. Right? Like they have an answer for all the sets. They top lock all the off ball screens so that they guard from Steph. Steph and Clay to the screener instead of to the basket, and then they put like Jared or they put a big dude in the paint to really shut off those passing lanes. So it makes that really hard. So the thing for me, and I talked about this when they played against each other during the regular season, is how stubborn is Steve Kerr? Are you going to try to jam? Are you going to try to force those passes in the tight windows? and turn it over like 20 times a game because Memphis forces the most turnovers in the game? Or do you say, look, we have three elite scoring guards, right? And they all do it in different ways. You have Steph, you have Jordan Poole, you have Clay. Are you willing to play each of them at least 30 minutes a night, right? Are you willing to simplify the game and, and put them in spots where they have, you know, their strengths kind of amplified? I'm talking about like Clay with like the curls and the pin downs for the open threes. Jordan Poole can create, you know, like an open side for him to drive, right? Because he blows by his dudes. And then Steph, obviously, right? Like, can you let he him blown by who? What's up? He blown by who? Dylan? I mean, he blows... By who? Desmond? Dylan? He's blowing... He, he, I will say, okay, Memphis's perimeter defenders are much tougher than, you know, Will Barton. Hell yeah. But, look, I mean, look, Jordan Poole still has an elite first step in this league. And, and what about get, it? Like... And what about it? Like, what what, what that got to do with me? What what that got to do with me? Now I'm on my shit talking shit. Like, fuck all the basketball analysis. If you get if you get some movement going, right? Like, you get a strong side created for him. Now you can dribble drive. You know, make the layup because he has one of the best finishing packages in the league. Or you know, kick it out to something. Hey, Jordan Poole got one of the best everything in the league. All of a sudden, look, look. Here's what I'm gonna say. Memphis won't win the series because they're better than the Golden State Warriors. They're not. They're not. But the things that they are better at the Warriors at, then... Fuck that shit up. The things that they are better than the Warriors at... He's trying to convince himself now. No. No. The things that they are better than the Warriors at, they're going to have to be so astronomically better at those things. They're going to have to win... So much in those things that outweighs the fact that they are the worst team in the series. When I think about Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark in the three minutes a game that Steven Adams is going to get to play, y'all have to win the rebound battle. And you can't just win it. You got to dominate that shit. You got to kill them. You got to dominate that shit. You got to make them them pay for putting 6'5 Draymond at the five 
is six four Andrew Wiggins or six eight Andrew Wiggins at the four. And I'll bet on Brandon Clark. Like you have to. I, six, I will. <laughs> but it's on Jaron Jackson, bro. You y'all because BC to, come to play every night. Y'all have to make them pay on the boards. You have to force hella turnovers, and on the flip side, you have to protect the basketball when it's yours. You're gonna have to limit the little like petty mistakes that have allowed the Timberwolves to make this series six games. That shit can't fly. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect, but what I am saying is that you, if if the if the Grizzlies want to have a shot at this series, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to play the seven best games. That they've played this year, damn near. Anyways, so are they gonna I got, play the seven best games they have this year? I got, yeah, Me- yeah. I got, I got Memphis in seven. What you got, Eddie? He got, he got Golden State in six, and he wants to go five. That's actually very spot on. Yeah, but that, let me tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm always like Stephen A. <laughs> um, so I mean, no, you're right. Like I think Reagan, you're right. Memphis does things that are really good against teams that can shoot themselves in the foot and the Warriors are the type of team that I feel like can really shoot themselves in the foot which is why I think this is a really interesting matchup because we definitely do have much better personnel but when you talk about the turnovers when you talk about does you know like I really want to know will Steve Kerr trust to play that three guard lineup because I really think you you need to run all three of them 30 minutes a game at least, and then have two of the three on the floor, you know, at the same time um, for almost the entirety of the game. I Clay think. don't even like Jordan Poole. Ain't that right, Julio? I don't know. I, I see that shit sometimes, and it's he always looks like he's in a bad mood when that fool shoots. Or when he makes a shot, he just doesn't seem happy for him. I mean, hey, Clay's the one that said, it's a pool party, right, after after that game? Yeah. Anyways, um... But I think he's just mad that people call him a splash, bro. Last year, when Memphis, you know, like um, beat the Warriors in the playing game, I feel like Memphis had more depth last year, which really helped them with guys like Grayson Allen, you know, like being able to make shots. Um, but they still have those guys. Are like I know D'Anthony Melton had a really bad first round series, but Melton's a guy that I think can be really good in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is if he can make shots, if he can shoot right, make his open shots. And if he doesn't, like that's, like that's gonna really hurt Memphis. Um, Xavier Tillman was making his shots last year. Like he's a really solid guy. Like, can you get any run with him on the floor? You know, as like an alternative to Stephen Adams because you know he's more slow footed. You know, like that. That's that's gonna be a potential X factor. Um, like not having a guy like Valanciunas to punish the Warriors' lack of size. I, I still don't I, like. I still don't really understand why they made that trade, but you know, obviously that's the past. Um, that might really hurt, and and that's honestly where that would, that would help them a lot. Of, that would help them that, that's a lot the, this year. What's that? That's like the biggest um, miss. You know, like missing piece for them is that like they could punish the Warriors with their lack. You know, lack of size last year with Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson. Now you're talking about you might have to play most of your minutes with Jaron at the five. So now that I, you know, I, I honestly, if if there's a guy who's going to punish y'all, it's Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark, bro, you you can't tell me. No, like, he, I, I love. He's going to be Brandon at the five, Clark, bro. but that's he's not he's not a valid 
right? No, like, he doesn't commit yeah, not not on the them. offensive end, but he's still going to punish them kind of inside. I mean, honestly, like, he's not going to drop, like, a 30 ball like Valanciunas he, could he, on some night. He's going to get, like, like, 18, bro, just like, off Brandon the hustle. Clark will definitely, like... Get that 18. little bump hook shit that he is is like fucking eighty percent. And like, that's it's, what it's big men so should guaranteed. do, bro. That's what, man. I, I love that dude so much. Well, okay, so here's here's what it comes down to. Um, the Warriors have better personnel because of Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole, and Draymond, and the experience. You know, the the ten years of yeah. playoff runs. Right, like the multiple heavily on their side. Right, like hard series, the multiple you know, comebacks, having to you know having to go through that shit. I think like that will really matter because I think it'll be a, a really tough series, and Memphis will really make it tough. Um, but the thing is, the Warriors are the only team left in the playoffs that can say that we've been there, right? And being able to say that we've been there, he, I think makes a big breaking difference. breaking news. Joel Embiid is out indefinitely. Yeah, I saw that. What is he mean? suffered a mild concussion and uh, a right orbital fracture. Yeah, did he even get hit that hard? Well, damn. In the game. Well, did that, he get in a fight? That that changes uh, uh, your your pick maybe. <laughs> that's that's weird. Hey, Harden gonna pop off though, bro. <laughs> anyways, well, back back anyways, to my, your my, point. My prediction, my prediction for that series is still the same. Um, and for this series. I do think it's going to be really tough, but look, the better team prevails and the team with more experience prevails. It's it's Warriors and six. Guess that leaves it to me, man. Got my Grizzlies jacket on. Man, you should have heard him the the other like two episodes ago. This man was stressing. I, I said kidding. exactly what I said to you just now, Eddie, but I said it in a more frantic voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pretty much just said, "Don't ask me how the Grizzlies are going to beat the Warriors." I mean, look. I know, I know you think Memphis is going to beat the Warriors because you're a fan, but my question is, does this first-round series change the way you see it at all? This first-round series... A little bit, yeah. It does. You, you, and you can't say no. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. just plays stupid, bro. Right? It, it showed me a lack of poise that I did not anticipate from this Grizzlies team because I hadn't seen this much lack of poise from them all year. But... In terms of like the talent gap between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, no, it doesn't change anything for me. We all know it's there. We all know what it is. We all know about the inexperience. We all know about the Splash Bros and the pool party and the Green Day or whatever the fuck they call Draymond. I don't know. I know about All Star starter Andrew Wiggins. I know about Coach of the Year Steve Kerr. I know about Gary Payton the second, not to be confused with Gary Payton Jr. Two different people. I know about it. Am I concerned with it? Yeah. Do I know how the Grizzlies are going to beat that? No. But I do know all heart, grit, grind. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Let me monologue, Julio. Let me monologue. God damn it. Okay. There comes a time. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to take the Grizzlies in seven, man. And I'm going to say it like I told Julio. Don't ask me how. But by sheer force of will. Because I do know if they get to that game seven and y'all got to come back to FedEx, it's not sweet for you. 
it's not sweet for you. And I, what, I, what, I, what did I say to you, Julio? I said the longer this series goes, the higher chance that the Grizzlies win. If this series is over in five games, the Warriors won it. If it's over in six games, toss-up. If it's over in seven games, I like my chances. I like my chances. I think that's fair. I think here, I like, here, I like here, here's where I, I think, you know, talking actual strategy and not heart and grit. and Sometimes that's all it takes, man. Anyways. Um, I, 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 I think that the Grizzlies are going to present like a a 180 degree change from from the from the Denver Nuggets. Not to say that the Nuggets are, are so are predictable because they only have one guy and I know they're kind of unpredictable because that's just how freaking Jokic plays and that's just how great he is. But they're a slower team, right? That 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 plays with pace and you know just just one guy is the center focal point of the entire offense to and it's just one guy as as the hub. This Memphis team, they attack you from all freaking angles and sides and they just they're so quick and energy bunnies and just attack the rim so hard. This is where I, I just feel like it'll almost be like a, a shock almost to the to the Warriors defense. And don't get me wrong, they, they have r- really good defenders, but I just think that the size and, you know, h- how hard they're going to attack and, and just them being the underdogs. And I feel like their three ball is going to drop more. Jaw's going to have a better series. And hopefully Jaron Jackson – Obviously, it's on him to hit his three ball more, um, but I, I I really do think that the they're really going to come at him at a way that the Warriors com- almost uh, won't expect it, and it, it'll just almost catch them off guard how physical and, and how fast they play. I will say I'm very very confident that the Grizzlies win Game One of this series. Like I would bet money on that. I would bet money on the Grizzlies winning Game One. Eddie, question for you: How are you matching up defensively? With you, I'm like I'm assuming your best five is your starting. Stephon five. Dillon. Um. Yeah. I would either Stephon Dillon or Stephon Bain. I'd say Steph. It's so weird because Steph used to be like much better off ball. Now he's like pretty strong on ball. But yeah. I think I'd still trust him to like chase Bain around and not lose track of him compared to the other guys. I'd say Clay on Dillon. That's a waste and of play. I'm not gonna lie. That's a waste of clay. Yeah, I put clay on on uh, on Desmond. Okay, okay, because like, because basically what it comes down to, I feel like Wiggins is the guy for Ja. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Like I do that instead of clay. So yep. my um, my my big question for you is like, since I have Clark and Jaron down there, how is that matchup going? Because it feels yeah, like that's that's where the tricky part comes in. That's the tough part. Um, Kayvon Looney, please put fucking because I almost Looney I like and this Brandon is this Clark, is this bro. is me advocating on your behalf, who or Eddie. I'm almost inclined to put Clay on Jaron and dare Jaron to take those post hooks. If I was a Warriors fan, I'd be like, I'll live if Jaron uses his extra four inches on Clay to score. So um, you say, so you say Jordan Poole on Dylan? Yeah. So that feels like a time bomb though, because I don't like you want to make Dylan Brooks more uncomfortable. I think. 
I mean, Dylan Brooks is going to take... Kinda, a, I kind of want to make him comfortable. He's going to take sidestep mid-ranges, and he's going to pull his threes, and he's going to come off screens and take the, the elbow. Like, he's he's going to take... Just like I want to make shots, Andrew no Wiggins comfortable, him. I want to make Dylan comfortable. Dylan Brooks, I, I promise you, Dylan's going to take the same exact shots no matter who's on him. He will take yeah, the same shots. It, it makes a difference who's guarding him. Like, he'll make them more often if he has someone who can put a hand in his face. Dylan won't shoot above... 45% in a given game. If he's, if I read the stat sheet and Dylan shot 45%, I'm like, oh, yeah. If you bay, if you bay Jaron Jackson Jr. to go inside of the paint, his post moves aren't there. His uh, feet, uh, his footwork isn't there. And he's his just going to get frustrated. It, the The touches aren't going to really be there. So it's like, I'm, I might do that. I might do that. What, what Reagan mentioned, Clay on. Plus, Clay's strong. He is. Yeah, I can, I can, I mean, I can kind of see the vision. But how would you, I, 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 for, I for, forgive me? I that that's a question I posed to you. How would you match up? How would I match up the, the finishing five on the finishing five of the Grizzlies? Um. Wait, didn't isn't didn't I just say that the? Ste- you said Steph. On, so who who's who's matching up in the front court? Because you said Wiggins on Steph. No, you Wig- said Wiggins on Ja. Yeah, Wiggins on Ja. You said. Pool on Dylan, right? And you said Steph on Desmond. Ben. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's what happens, then I guess Clay on Jaren makes the most sense. Actually, no, 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 no. Well. Oh yeah, no, you can't. You, I, I love, I love Clay, but you can't be putting me, no Clay on, on BC, Draymond, bro. I think, I think Draymond has to be, or Jaren has to be the Draymond matchup, and I think Draymond will love that because one, like Draymond can get under Jaren. And also, too, because he just spent the whole series playing Jokic where he can't help out with him. Now this is his series to be the best version of himself as the runner, right? Like, as a guy that you can come on. That's why and I now, need like, Jaren to hit your threes. I need you to hit your threes. Like, I I, I, I mean, that brings up a elite point, Eddie. Like, if Jaren cannot shoot this series, the Grizzlies will be fucked. If he can't hit his open threes and he just lets Draymond play free safety— Ooh, like you might have to talk if he if he yeah. can't hit his threes, you might have to talk about benching him because it, it just won't work. Ooh. It won't work. I mean, you then you're talking about you can't bench him. Like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like small, like you, Jaren's Like you put um, small, like you're already benching Stephen Adams. Like you just, you just how small can you get? I'm saying Brandon Clark would be my five. Dylan, uh, like Tyus, Ja, Dylan, Kyle Anderson, like well, maybe Kyle. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, probably Kyle Anderson. Probably Kyle Anderson. That's that's probably the best one. But yeah, I mean, I'll say if Jaren hits his threes, then you can switch the Clay and Draymond matchups, and then put Draymond on Brandon Clark, and then you roam off of him. But it's just a question of who's going to put a body on him and get rebounds. So wait, if you put Dre on Jaren, that means you're putting Clay on BC. Clark? That, that's what I was saying. That you can't as as good as a defender as Clay is his. Elite perimeter defense or or defense whatever is out on the perimeter. This fool, how he gets his points is rebounds, bro. He'll rebound the hell out of the ball if you have clay on him. You did. I would say you need someone. If if the Warriors don't start Looney, there will be someone who's like kind of in a weird matchup area. Like you just have to pick like the player who's the least much least of a weapon. You know, like I think I think that's just what it is. If I was y'all, I would dare Jaron to step up 
And if I'm Memphis, I'm like, Jaron, I need you to step up. Like that's what it's got to be. Do you said Tyus is going to be the X factor for the series? Yeah, it's wins. undoubtedly. It is undoubtedly without uh, both offensively and defensively. If Jaron Jackson comes to play, the Grizzlies have a not even a fighting chance. They have a really good shot at winning the series. That's really interesting good. because I think I think it's DeAnthony Melton. I, I I think it's Tyus Jones just because I, I think he brings a little bit more calm or serenity to the offense. Like this is a dude that can handle the ball and you know we can put our trust uh with the ball in his hands in in him um and I'm just I he's not a guy to where he's not a Luca he's not a James Harden or, or any of these you know top tier guards where you know I have to put one of my better defenders on him so he doesn't pop off so they might just forget about him put a Jordan Poole on him and bro might just go get 22 a game my thing with Jaren I'm trying to think of a guy who I would put in this mold, but like there's certain guys where if their shot starts falling, it's like almost like Jay Crowder, but like Jaron's way better than Jay Crowder. We know that, but like that shot starts falling with Jay. It's like, Oh shit, we're in for a night. You know what I mean? And in that way, Jay Crowder is kind of an X factor for the Suns, where it's like, if he can get going, there's nothing you can do. Cause you're, you're in precarious positions, no matter how you play it. I, I would put Jaron in a similar mold. Especially if his shot starts going and people start closing out, even if it's like you close out harder and you give him a, a pump drive lane, he eats that shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I get. I mean, if you ask him to put the ball down on the floor, oh, Jerry can put the ball down. You can put the ball down if it's just a, like drive one, one I direction. Think, I don't think he can, bro. If you just need him to go in a straight line at the rim, he can do it. Yeah, but the defenses are. So, I mean, it's so much more complicated. Obviously, what I'm saying is, if his three point is hitting. He's long enough to where he only really has to dribble the ball one time off of a pump fake, and he's at the rack. I hate when Jaron puts the ball down. He's so bad. Like it's it's not that bad. Like he's not good. It's the, like you don't. I don't want him doing spin moves. I don't want him doing crossovers. But he can literally functionally dribble a basketball like he, towards the he, basket. He, like he does his uh, uh, predictable euro step that looks like it hurts. Like it hurts my knees when I watch. Um, it's just he's not. Ah, he can be so much better. Watch what Jaron does. Just I everybody, hope so. Everybody talking shit. I watch hope what, so. Watch, watch what Jaron does this, the series. Watch what Jaron does. I think so. what I'll be watching for the series as a barometer, because I like to do these with every series, like what's like the barometer. Like on a night-to-night basis, game-to-game basis, between Gary Payton II and D'Anthony Melton, like whoever has the bigger impact on the game, I think has a big way to go and who wins like on a night-to-night basis. I don't like that. It's, I feel like it's it's far more likely that Gary Payton has an impact within his role than D'Anthony Melton does within his role. I, I don't know. Melton was so good against the Warriors last like, year. Yeah, I, year. I, I feel like you have a kind of skewed view of what Melton means to the Grizzlies offense. Like, he's kind of like a spark plug in a sense where it's like, oh, he's on he's the He's an energy guy. No, he, he's completely like the, him and GP2 are, are the same way that they're like, they're energy guys. It's, and it's like sometimes you nah, need to it's not three. that cut and dry. I, I wouldn't say. It, it's like, because he's a, a GP2 is a energy guy in the sense like he comes in, he defends, he hustles, he rebounds, he might fucking throw down an alley oop. If he's hitting his shot, cool. If he's not, whatever. The Anthony Melton's effect on the game is going to be almost always directly correlated to how many points he scores. Is it? Because I think he's he might be the best Steph defender in this in, on the team. Really? Yeah, yeah better than Dylan. Better than Dylan and Desmond. 
haven't seen Desmond do it yet, like not before. So, I mean, I'm willing to be surprised. But I've seen Dylan do it, obviously. He's great. But I think D'Anthony Melton with his, like, instincts, his ball instincts, you know, I think he might be even better. That's an interesting point of view. I, I mean, I just like D'Anthony Melton a lot. I don't know. I think that You might do like D'Anthony Melton a lot. A lot. Like, a lot. like it's just so weird because Minnesota has a lot of weird dudes that counters a lot of the weird dudes Memphis has, but the Warriors don't have, like, that type of personnel. So guys like Melton might look a lot better and Kyle Anderson might look a lot better against the Warriors, which is, like, my biggest worry. But, yeah, that's my two cents. Time can only tell, but we've been in this booth for about two hours, so I think it's about time to roll. Might have to split the show. Yeah, definitely going to have to split the show. To recap and to... Prediction. I'll figure all that out in the editing bay. But as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Always a pleasure talking to playoffs. Getting Eddie back on, man. Eddie, the folks been worried about you, man. We told him you got kidnapped, and we we didn't have the money to come up for a uh, ransom well, unless tell, they subscribe tell, to the Hooping. I'm in a better place now. I got Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Russell Westbrook Stockholm syndrome. Um, mention that name, bro. And. Julio's tight again. Anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will see you next. This has been the Hoop and Holler Podcast.